time I was on a boat with these ladies, my shoes went overboard. Great! My shoes are gone. They're in the water. But with all this tension today, I wouldn't be surprised if someone ends up sleeping with the fishes. Because that's how the mafia does it, right? Well, hello again, my salty, salty, salty bitches. Megan is gone. She has left the state of Utah because she knows how to do a holiday right, whereas I do not. However, we are joined by a guest who I am going to let introduce themselves. So take it away. Hi, everybody. I'm uh, Wes, and you can find me on Instagram, uh, Real House Husband. I'm super excited to do this, by the way. This is my first actual podcast appearance, co-hosting opportunity, whatever it is. Um, so uh, the nerves are there a little, but I, I think it's once we start talking about housewives, they'll quickly dissipate because I've got some stuff to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm thrilled. I think this is the perfect one to dip your toes into because, A... The audience isn't that big, but it is still in the top 50% of all streamed podcasts, so that's good. Uh, B, there's really, I mean, you've seen, there's no there's no rhythm to this. It's just, we talk shit, people like it, <laughs> and then we say bye. And, and that's, that's my sweet spot, honestly, so I yes. think this is going to go perfectly well. <laughs> so, yes, I, I'm thrilled. I am very excited you agreed to do this with me, so thank you. Um, I did one more welcome shot for you before you got on, but the tequila was <laughs> upstairs. So instead of tequila, I've now mixed it with Jaeger. So we're going to have fun. So this could really go any direction. And I've got a whole bunch of espresso and a multivitamin in me, primed and ready to go. So <laughs> you're okay. You're there. I get it. So, okay. This one is a lot. I sent Megan my notes and she just, with what she said first of all she thought there was a new episode because of how many notes i took because <laughs> well, this is continuation of like the first half of the pod the pod that you already did with megan right so yeah yeah so if any of you listened to last week's part one i only covered the fun that the ladies had because there was a lot of fun i wanted to get into it but now we're getting into the drama the arguing the tension and if we would have done a full episode it would have been at least two and a half hours and i was not gonna do that last week so jumping right into it we're gonna we're gonna rewind this episode so we're going back to the start bermuda day three okay and let me tell you they gave the ladies gave us a lot on day three they really they really came prepared. They, they did. They were they were giving us Game of Thrones level strategy. It was it was a lot. You know what they were giving us? I, I feel free to disagree, but this is what I got. They were <laughs> giving us Nene Leak's bedroom co-ed party, but for the whole episode. Yeah. Oh yeah. Spread out <laughs> in small bites. <laughs> yeah. Wild. Well, I think 
this episode just kind of underscores my overall opinions of Salt Lake City. First of all, my favorite franchise. Um, and I think it just shows that all of these women hate each other in a way that's typically doesn't work in Housewives, but is somehow wildly entertaining in Salt Lake City. <laughs> it it actually captures the spirit of Salt Lake City very well because we do all secretly hate each other and talk behind each other's <laughs> backs, but we also really love each other. So it's bizarre. <laughs> in like a sisterly kind of way, right? Like like Lisa said, die bitch. In, in a sister gay kind of way. <laughs> um, so speaking of sister gay, Heather delivers a half-ass apology to Monica on the beach. She's not looking at her. She's like keeping her head down. Her arms are folded. She just seems so bothered to be apologizing. It's like, why apologize? Well, if you're going to deliver an apology, you probably don't start with what you think that person did wrong. You typically start with what you feel like you did wrong. That's just kind of apology 101. This felt like more of a way for her to call Monica on the carpet wrapped in an apology words, right? <sighs> Listen, you said the word moist one time, and I don't like that word. It triggers me, but I'm so sorry that after you said that word, I called you a bitch. What? Right. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sorry if you felt bad about that. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. No, you're right. Because I mean, even after the apology, Monica tells her, like, I was thrown by your behead, be your, your beheather. You we're already on it. We're starting. <laughs> beheader. Your beheader. Um, she was thrown by the behavior. And then Heather goes full defense mode. And she's like, well, it started on the bus when you asked about my daughter's sex life. But didn't you just apologize? So why are we going right back to it? Which I'm willing to give Heather the, the, the question about the daughter having sex. Yeah, a little odd. But like, if Heather didn't already hate Monica, that would be a quick like, nah, I don't talk about that. Move on. But instead... I think we're jumping back to last episode, actually. She decides to make it a, a whole thing, call the daughter, tell the daughter what Monica said. Like, that's, come on, it's it's too much. Right. And I get your, I get everyone's point of view of don't talk about the kid's sex life, blah, blah, blah. But for Heather, I'm not giving the pass because she's done it consistently. And it's her adult daughter. Right. Well, also just for Heather personally, she's trying to continue to make this about the daughter. But we, like... I mean, we've uh -huh. all been watching the show. Season one, girl was insatiable. Like, it's all she wanted to talk about. She could have shown up to a party where there was nothing but dicks and she would have jumped on every one and then went <laughs> for the meatballs afterward. Like, dick, right. dick, dick, dick. <laughs> like, okay, Heather. I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely a shift. It feels, like, weirdly strategic or, like, she's got, I don't know. There's something off. This has never been about the daughter. This is about why Heather is suddenly acting different, which I think is going yes. to come into play when we start to dive into the Whitney and Heather fight later. Amazing point. Yeah, that's so true. So anyway, Monica asks Heather how she feels about the Meredith shit. And then Heather says she's in shock. So Heather asks Monica what she thinks it's about. And if she thinks Meredith is behind the DMs. And then Monica says, well, I don't know. I don't think any of the women, I don't think any of you women would do that and then monica kind of she says something jokingly but then puts her foot in her mouth saying it but in all seriousness though i do this where i say something half joking but half serious right so like, i get it and she's like oh i wouldn't do that shit and then heather's like girl or, or i would do that shit and she's like girl you would not which i find so funny she's mimicking 
because we do that. We pick up friends' sayings and mannerisms, and Heather goes, <laughs> "Girl, you would not do that." I'm like, "Oh, you want to be Monica? Um, <laughs> don't don't say things like that." But then after Heather says that, she gets all nervous, and then she's like in her head, and you can kind of see Heather's thoughts. And to me, to me, Heather's inner monologue was going, "Oh no, Monica did it. Monica does it. Monica's mean, yeah. mean, mean." <laughs> I mean, it's the whole thing is just bizarre. I feel like I've felt since the jump that Heather has hated Monica since the beginning. So this whole apology feels performative. And now it's like, okay, is Monica going to stick to the plot of what I've arranged in my mind of how I want this all to go? It just feels like, I don't know. The whole thing feels disingenuine. And yeah, but I mean, look, here's the thing. Would I be shocked if Monica did that? No, I mean, I would probably do that. That's a level I of would do it. I... That's a level of messiness that I think makes for a great housewife. So I'm not going to like, I'm not going to hate Monica out to drive for doing that sort of thing. Also, can we just pause and acknowledge this sort of interaction has been a part of this cast since day one. Jin Shaw was all in the blogs. Oh, yeah. You like we've already had this with Meredith multiple seasons now. And you can't tell me that Lisa doesn't have all her little birdies out there in the burner accounts. Like all of these women are doing this. Let's not act scandalized by this. Oh, yeah. No. And the funny thing, too. So Heather flat out says in her confessional she goes this is about someone creating a fake social media account to spread lies and negative gossip about us we have all been victims of it even meredith and it's hurtful when a stranger trolls us but to think that one of our own friends would go so low to harm someone in our circle is the ultimate betrayal so with with that with with heather's little confessional of this Mo- this particular thing being the ultimate betrayal. I yeah. would love to play a game with you that I created. Okay. I'm, right. I'm ready. I'm braced. <laughs> so this game for everyone who, out there who does not know, because you wouldn't know because I made it up one night while I was drunk. <laughs> so take it. This is called betray or not betray. That is the question. So I'm going to give you two options. There's going to be three different scenarios okay you're gonna tell me which of the two heather would find to be more of a betrayal okay which of the two heather would specifically heather so i'm putting on my so you're right now you're putting on your heather ogre cap (laughs) okay (laughs) okay number one which of these two would heather find to be more of a betrayal Posting a photo of a promise ring online to make your ex jealous and possibly make some coin or trolling Heather Gay online. Oh, trolling Heather Gay online. Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, which of these would Heather Gay find to be more of a betrayal? A production company scrapping an entire season of Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip after doing an investigation and not releasing any details to us or trolling Heather Gay online. Okay, look, I I don't know if I can play this game because that first one just sent my blood pressure through the roof. But in the spirit of the game, (laughs) good, that was the goal. (laughs) Heather would say trolling Heather Gay online. Ding, ding, ding. It is the correct answer, even though it is the wrong answer. Okay. 
Now, if scenario number two got your blood pressure boiling, scenario number three might get you to exit this recording. So take a minute. Buckle in. I need you to stay. Okay. Which of these would Heather Gay find more of a betrayal? I need to take a breath. (laughs) Okay. One, two, three. Jen Shaw lying and deceiving the entire world when she was charged on multiple counts of fraud for swindling senior citizens out of their money, likely causing some of them to die or go homeless for her own financial gain, all the while supporting her as a friend, saying that you're her ride or die, and even claiming that what she did do to elderly people is irrelevant to your friendship with her because you are so far up her ass, yet now that she's in prison, you act like that friendship never happened. Or trolling Heather Gay online. I mean, the answer is in the question. Ride or die. <laughs> trolling Heather Gay online. I At this point, the only way Monica can make me turn on her is if she, like, commits murder. <laughs> but then, even then, it could be questionable. Because it's like, first off, who did she kill? Like, we don't what know were motive, the reasons? You know, there's like, so many questions. And then, like, we don't really know until it goes to trial. I mean, in the Heather Gay School of Logic, right? Innocent until proven guilty. Heather Heather Gay's school of logic is actually horrifying the more you break it down. Can I just say that I'm glad that for myself as an individual, I hold a higher standard of, of friendship benchmark than the law of the land because I don't need, a, you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, burden of proof level to know when I need to end a friendship. Like, that doesn't require crimes. That doesn't require concrete evidence necessarily. If a person is as terrible of a friend to you as Jin Shaw was to Heather consistently, enough reason in and of itself to end the friendship, much less all the illegal nonsense that happened. But no, this is the ultimate sin. This is the reason that Heather <laughs> is going <laughs> to go, go completely crazy, ballistic. Uh, it's trolling Heather Gay online. That's the problem. Well... And I play that game to bring up a certain point I didn't talk about last episode. Heather Gay blocked me on social media. (laughs) And the reason behind it was I didn't say anything. First off, I shared a tweet. And basically the tweet was in defense of Whitney because a lot of people came for Whitney after the episode. And I'm like, okay, I see your point. But it's not fair. So let me be the voice of reason. So uh, Heather Gay, you're going to block me for defending your so-called cousin. That's not your cousin. (laughs) Bitch, that's not your cousin. Also, that is not your cousin because you're like second, third, fourth cousin. You're not you're as much cousins as I am to like joe schmo at walmart who i run into and is like i did a 23 and me and i your name came up you said joe schmo i thought you were gonna say joseph smith and i it took me back a moment i said oh we're going there <laughs> i'm i'm mormon i'm related to him well i'm ex-mormon i am not mormon i am nothing <laughs> <laughs> but you're probably so, cousins with heather and whitney both right I refuse to be cousins with Heather. I am cousins with Whitney. Whitney is my cousin and we are best friends. So Angie and Whitney actually play tennis. Um, During the game, Angie said that she is blown away that again, they're all discussing Meredith spreading rumors about Angie because I mean, think about it. This whole season started with the tension in Palm Springs with Meredith and Angie. And here we are episode 15 still in this Meredith Angie 
nonsense. Even Whitney was like, yeah, I think it's crazy too. Meredith acted so bothered at dinner and then she comes back and eats cake with us at the house like nothing <laughs> happened well Which, first of all she's peeled off her ass and drunk off some wine so right. she doesn't know where she is she thinks exactly. she's like with she thinks she's with brooks and chloe at disneyland and cutting a cake <laughs> i mean look let's i mean we're probably gonna get into this later but i want to point out something here which has confused me all season and okay. I, it, the, it's the fact that the audience has never been it's never been explained to us why meredith hates angie so much i don't i i don't know of anything real that happened between them at least on the show clearly something happened in the off season that caused meredith to hate angie so hard but i think whatever that is is just kind of like further proof positive as to why all of this stuff we'll get into later is kind of like looking bad for meredith because She's clearly had an axe to grind with Angie since day one of the season, and none of us know why. No, we know. Do we? We know. Okay. When I bring this up, you'll remember. Okay. And this, this, later. this is why I find it even more funny, because it's so unserious that it makes Meredith's reaction to it all the better. And I mean, she was ready to go to war over a bathtub, so, I mean... Right. So... Angie said a bunch of shit to her at the reunion about having not having people skills. And then on top of that, at Palm Springs, she talked about her jewelry having cobwebs on them and dust. (laughs) So you tell Meredith she doesn't have people skills and then her jewelry is full of dust. You're finished. Uh, Okay. I, I get it kind of, but like to reach for the, like, the, the the gay rumors and then also the financial <laughs> ruin of it all from from that like that's 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 quite a leap miss meredith but that, i don't know we'll get into that but i have to say about angie specifically i like have spent most of the season kind of hate watching angie like she was flopping so hard in the beginning that it was almost enjoyable like it was it was a hate watch now I find it myself. Kind of, I find myself kind of liking her. Like she's, she's playing it a bit cooler. She's laying back a bit further. She's like letting her dorky, goofy personality come out. Like watching her, like commit so so um, so wholeheartedly to this tennis bit, knowing that she doesn't have an athletic bone in her body, was very entertaining to me. Um, but yeah, I, I prefer this Angie and I'm starting to like shift my energy about like, if we get continue to get this Angie, I would love to see her back next season. I get it. No, because kind of like I've been saying previously, she, she's very fragile to me, but at the same time, she wants to be with the big dogs. So yeah. she gives like this energy of the cousin at the family reunion that doesn't fit in, but will try and say and act cool like they do to fit <laughs> in. And it comes yeah. off so awkward, but it's like Angie... I need you protected. <laughs> right. she, I, I need you. She's safe. young and impressionable and innocent. Well, not so innocent, but she's she needs somebody to latch on to. And that's thus far been Lisa. But like, yeah. I, I don't know. I'd love to see that dynamic shift at some point, too. Yeah. So her Angie and Whitney talk about how they think Meredith's coming off guilty. I kind of agree just with her response. But at the same time, I don't care because it's Meredith. And I don't think I could ever hate her either. And then. <laughs> They talk about Heather losing her shit on Monica. And then Angie said something here. So this was really good. So I want to read the whole quote and then counter it. So first she says, 
every culture and every religion, there's a lot of shame around sex. And if you're not married or if you're not a certain age. So I wondered if that was just an uncomfortable topic for Heather because she's not married and she's got to deprogram for a lot. Yeah, she wrote this book called Bad Mormon. Yeah, she's loving and living this new lifestyle. But if you really look at it, we were shaped in who we are today from our childhood. So. I see the point uh, she's making there. Go ahead. Go ahead and yeah. get your thoughts on our response. So what I want to say, I see her points, but I also know she's not been in the group with them the whole time to know how Heather used to be because we didn't get that Heather season three, really. So Angie also didn't see it then. Yeah. My other thing I want to bring up with the whole being shaped into who we are today from our childhood. I don't want to read something like that on my podcast out loud and not mention how much I disagree with that. Because if I today was shaped by my childhood, I would be a very different, very ignorant, very misguided human being. It's from my childhood and what I've learned growing that actually shaped me into it, not how I was raised in my childhood. Being raised plays into it a lot, but if you're someone like Heather and you're going to hang on to that, that's on you at some point. Yes. I mean, I think I see the point Angie's making. I also see your point. Like at some point, if you're moving away from a a high control religion like that, you, you have to develop your own ideas. And I think we've seen various versions of Heather throughout these seasons kind of handling that in different ways. Like season one, it was all about like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm no longer a part of the church. Very like, anti that and then now we're kind of seeing this weird like reconciliation of her and her upbringing with you know it just in in a way that's confusing i almost wonder if she got some like uncomfortable backlash from family and friends who were still a part (gasps) of the church that caused her to overcorrect back the other way like it's just a little confusing as a viewer to understand why she's so different this season than she was before You reminded me of something I was going to bring up and then I forgot. And now I just remembered because of what you just said, because it's been confusing. Yeah. Yes. We, when I say we, I mean me and my mother. Okay. We have a, we have a theory because Heather, and she says it in her book, this isn't, I'm not saying this to be salty, even though I don't care. (laughs) The only reason she has her advantages in life that she has is because of her rich husband and the fact he still pays her a shit ton of money through the divorce. Interesting. Okay. Our theory is that, and this is why I think she might not be back next season. Okay. Okay. We're we're jumping way into theory land. Okay. We're getting, our theory is that he has had a private conversation with her saying she either needs to dial back her behavior or leave the show to continue getting the support she's getting. Interesting. That's, that is actually a really interesting theory. Cause it's even from season three to season four, we're seeing like, I mean, her confessional, she's, she's wearing her finest Laura Ingalls Wilder and yep. some of her looks. And then, <laughs> Yep. But then, like, last season, we she was, you know, drunk tits out against the glass in San Diego. Like, what? <laughs> she literally went from wanting to do bukkake to wanting to do pilgrim activities. Like, Right. Churning butter in a non-sexual on. way. Yes. 
<sighs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, I just accidentally made a mess on my notes. Uh, so it's um, about to go left now. It's kind of wild. No, no, no. So, we're off the script, y'all. Uh, Whitney brings up a good point about how Heather doesn't want to talk about her own sex life, but she's fine talking about everyone else's. And then we end up learning Whitney read the book on the trip and Heather decided to pick a certain story that didn't sit well with Whitney. So, I mean, that alludes to us, okay, there's going to be something coming up. But we know that because we've seen them fighting in the trailer, but we've never really known why. Now we are getting an idea. Yes. I have so, so many thoughts, but like, I'm going oh, to Oh, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll <laughs> get there. So have you read, have you read Heather's book? We'll get there too. Okay. We'll save all that. Move on. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so on the yacht, things started to get even more tense, which is funny. I say even more tense. And here we are in the third scene. Um, <laughs> Meredith is talking about how the ladies iced her out and she's alone on her own island and it's not Bermuda. The dramatic language. I appreciate a good Meredith, you know, dramatic uh, word word picture here. (laughs) Heather joins Meredith in her isolation on the boat and confronts her on how she doesn't understand the mess Meredith got herself in and just the sheer lack of her reaction and then meredith in true meredith form just denies denies and then says the story different than monica shared it so now we have two different versions of this story and according to meredith okay i tried i felt like i did i felt like i was full of saliva there and i was swallowing a lot (laughs) while i talked okay (laughs) according to meredith Monica went into detail about rumors and she was the first one to talk about Angie at the lunch they had and they were chatting. And then that was when Meredith told her about the venue that was potentially run by the Greek mafia in Park City. And then according to Meredith, Monica asked her if she was a part of it. And then Meredith doesn't say any more. But then she says two or three weeks later, she, meaning Meredith, got documents about Angie. And it tied back to the plane ride with Monica. So Meredith said, of course, she thought Monica thought I'll ask Monica if she got it too. Because that's what they talked about. And I'm like, Meredith, the way you're telling this story is so messy and you've already got such a sordid history with stories and texts and planting seeds i'm just like girl here's the thing for me who brought it up does not matter the the two of them were sitting on the plane gossiping about angie and that's the important part The, the whoever brought it up to me someone else might feel differently feel free to me whoever brought it up isn't the guilty party the two of them were equally involved like they sat down they both googled greek the the greek mafia together as a part of this conversation this is not like oh monica did this or monica started it or merit like they it was gossip y'all they were both doing it this is where i'm liking angie and i've mentioned it a few times to my family angie has never cared about this everyone else has well, I mean, let's let's pause there. I agree and disagree. Angie has never cared. Well, none, no one cares about the Greek mafia bit because that's corny. Right. Which what I think is interesting is the, the real gossip is all the financial stuff that they allude to but never actually talk about. 
that's where the real tea is here. Like, what's what's all that about? Okay, let me let me fix my statement then. Okay, when I say Angie doesn't care, none of this seems to ever be a thing for Angie anymore because she makes up with Meredith separately. But then all of these women, I'm not including Monica because she gets thrown into it all the time, which she has brought up before. All these women keep it alive. Yeah, right. And it's like, Jesus Christ, this doesn't <laughs> pertain to you. It's, it's are, like are a, so a piece bored? of that uh, got thrown in the middle of the pack of hyenas and we're just, we're going to rip to shreds. Uh, yeah, so Meredith goes to have a chat now with Monica and this chat is all over the place. Okay, I did my best. So if I miss anything... <laughs> like watching ping pong, this, this conversation. Oh my God, it was like playing ping pong with your ass. It was unreal. <laughs> Monica tells Meredith that she never said that she sent those to her. And then they say they absolutely... Monica says they absolutely did talk about Angie being in the mafia. And Meredith even said she knew how they could find out. And so they started to Google greek mafia in utah which i have also done but obviously any mafia is going to wipe the internet so you're not going to find anything <laughs> you're going to find then, some, some random wikipedia entries that are like just very sanitized right. you know hallmark movie friendly versions of events right and then meredith's like that has nothing to do with angie and it's like yes it does because there's no other reason that you'd be googling greek mafia in utah and it's like i do know some things about the greek mafia only because I've done theater and I've had dance partners who had ties to it. And the Greek culture in Utah is actually very exciting. And the Greek mafia is a thing, but Angie being a part of it is the funniest thing ever. <laughs> and then as they're having this conversation, Angie and Lisa are overhearing it. And Lisa, mind you, Lisa's been like so chill and just enjoying it. And I've wanted her trip energy. She loses her shit she screams at meredith to stop lying she's like you're lying you're lying stop lying about monica don't do this she's you've done it to whitney you've done it to me and you're gonna lose all your friends <sighs> meredith i have plenty of friends my favorite lisa barlow is triggered lisa barlow like when she <laughs> completely loses it and starts screaming like that's peak lisa for me i've thoroughly enjoyed that also, I think it's interesting that she's waving like you're going to lose all your friends over Meredith's head when none of these women are actually friends, in my opinion. like They're castmates! Right. They are co-workers at best. And they're, they're, they're playing versions of themselves that are friends on TV. This is not the threat that she thinks it is. What, unless what she's actually saying is we're going to ice you out of this group, which is a very real Housewives tactic. Literally. And so now, because of this... We have, so, okay, this is where it gets, this is where everything gets even more confusing because now we have Meredith versus Monica and now we have Lisa versus Meredith. <laughs> and then, oh God, of course, because she can't help herself, Heather inserts herself and is like, so why does Monica get a pass? And then Lisa's like, no, 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 no. Lisa has integrity here. And she's like, she doesn't get a pass, but I'm not mad at her because she owns up to this shit. She's like, yeah, we talked about this. We said this. I said this. I partook in the blasphemy and I am <laughs> letting you know. So it's like Lisa knows don't come for Monica because she's admitted. Come for right. Meredith because she's like, 
I am pure. Which the two of them still have, they still have an axe to grind with one another. Like, even from the hot mic moment a couple seasons ago. Oh, yeah. Ago, like, they've, no one's really let that go. They've, no. They've both done the housewives apology, the I just want to move forward, despite the fact no one actually owned up to anything. And we just saw another wonderful example of that between Angie and Meredith. Meredith never actually owned up to anything. There was never anything by way of any sort of apology. And then we see a cutscene to Angie and she goes, well, I appreciate you owning it. Let's move forward. I'm like, no one owned anything. But, you know, <sighs> they're being housewives. They know that the viewers have a limited attention span and we can't rehash this forever. It's time to move on. Well, unless it's me as the viewer and I <laughs> hold on to everything. Record keeper. I've got oh, same. I've got. I've got video clips. I've got quotes. They're ready. They're locked and loaded in my archives. I love it. I love it. And then, oh gosh, so Angie comes over. Now we're back to Angie versus Meredith. Angie comes over, goes at it with Meredith, and she's like, I own the streets of Salt Lake City because I'm a <laughs> fucking reputable businesswoman. She's so Angie, corny. I love it. <laughs> I, I, Right? It's just, that goes back to my you're the uncool cousin trying to be cool. Yeah. Like, yes, you are reputable. You are, but that doesn't mean you run the streets. You know who runs the streets of Salt Lake City? The Miller family. <laughs> I'm not acquainted, but let's get let's get her a snowflake. Miss Miller, she needs a snowflake. <laughs> no, she, I think she's ancient and we don't want the Millers on a part of the show. <laughs> Just look up in your free time. Look up Larry H. Miller and dig into their family and then tell me how much you enjoy it. I'm, I'm adding that to the queue with the Utah Greek Mafia. It's, it's, on, yeah. it's on my Wikipedia reading uh, list. With, with Utah Greek Mafia, look up Coachman's Diner. There you go. All right. Um, you, you've got, I mean, there's probably more where that yeah. came from in, in Salt Lake City of all places. Secrets on secrets. Oh, yeah. So Meredith keeps denying. Lisa keeps telling her she believes Monica. And then Whitney interject saying i also believe monica and meredith because this happened with you and me last year and then they show the clip of meredith at whitney's house and even though meredith didn't say sexual favors she implied it which made whitney say it so it's like da 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 so now here we are now we have whitney versus meredith thrown into this mix of contention which i <laughs> kind of forgotten exactly like i knew there was this whole you know Meredith said, Whitney said, misinterpretation, fight last season. I had forgotten exactly how it started. And when you see it laid out on camera, like in the flashback there, that's pretty dirty what Meredith did. Like you can't deny yeah. she is, she is, she is seeding the, you know, she's seeding Whitney to carry this bone forward on the show and trying to like throw the rock and hide her hands. Like it's very, very obvious. And that's dirty like immediately going to infidelity that's a dirty dirty move so oh yeah, yeah. No, this is this is giving guilty for meredith again this season and then i love lisa's kind of just screaming out into the open but she's screaming at meredith she's like <laughs> if if any fucking documents appear about any of us i'm going to think you did it too <laughs> <laughs> and then finally meredith loses her shit she's done don't narrate me and lisa's like don't dig up shit on your friends and then whitney's like just own it so it can all go away and meredith's like i'm really getting fucking pissed off and then she just storms off from the boat with her purple scarves taking her away in the breeze again i love triggered meredith as much as i love triggered lisa it's like, the best you can leave uh Ugh, that whole last season 
um, that fight they had at what was the what was the trip? Was it Arizona? Somewhere stateside. Arizona. It was Scottsdale. Scottsdale. Yeah. yeah, they couldn't leave the United States because they had a a, um, a convict in the cast. So yeah, whatever that was, <laughs> that moment would triggered uh, Meredith again. Triggered Meredith's my favorite Meredith. I I just want as much as I want a show of just Mary and Monica shopping for each other. I also <laughs> want a show of just Lisa and Meredith put together, but in situations that trigger both of them, just screaming at each other. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, so now I, Heather looked very okay. This is something I've had when all that was going on, and Heather takes a sip of her drink with her stupid hat. She she looked very pleased with the situation. Like she looked happy, and I was like, I don't like this. Yeah, it, it, something feels a little weird about the whole. But but also, yeah. did you catch the moment when well, we'd already talked about it? When Heather's like, "But what about Monica?" I just thought oh, it was yeah. so weird that she felt the need to like, let's not take the heat off Monica yet. Like it was on purpose. Why does she care that Monica also get takes the fall for this? If she was you know kind of being puppet mastered by Meredith, it just it's. I don't know. A lot of foreshadowing yeah. happening. Heather has hated Monica since day one. Yeah. So after Meredith isolates herself from the ladies and they all, they all went off to try and have more fun, but Meredith is like, no. Um, she has a side conversation with Angie. So Angie tells her she doesn't know what to believe. Meredith tells Angie that the things on the DMs are all things that Monica said to her. So Meredith isn't going to take any accountability for any conversation. And Angie is like, why even talk about it? Who gives a shit? And then they decide they decide at that moment they're just going to reset and be pleasant. So apparently now Meredith and Angie made up and there's no Meredith versus Angie. So one of the arguments and the fights is over for now. <laughs> we it's it's we put a pin in it. <laughs> I I believe unreal so you get back to the van yachting is over uh really meredith sorry yeah move on from that so i think it's worth saying the way meredith operates is so lawyery like that that training is coming in clutch because she uses her words very strategically and carefully yeah and you'll notice she said a lot of things like i never sent those dms not that like I wasn't a part of this or not that I wasn't involved. It was, I never sent those DMs. So it could could exist in a world where yes, that statement in and of itself, those words are true, but it's also true that she had someone else in those DMs. Like that's, she's, she's leaving herself open to, you know, the letter of the law, so to speak in lawyer terms of, I, I never said that. I never did that myself. At this point, I hope Monica talked shit on all of them and still continues to. I mean, that's what we look are looking for in these shows. Like, <laughs> keep it up, ladies. We want it. We want the airplane gossip sessions that lead to massive dinners from hell later. That's what we're looking for. <laughs> God, literally. So yeah. So on the van now, Meredith goes to Lisa and tells her Brooks got signed with Ford Models, and then Brooks, after Meredith told Brooks what was going on. Tells Meredith, you just need to lean on to Lisa because she knows who you really are at the end of the day. And Monica is watching just like, what the fuck? (laughs) In her confessional, she's like, I'm really confused how they can go from screaming and then being BFFs so fast. And it's like, 
I know why. Meredith knows how to play the housewife game. Like she is doing it very well. Yes. And Monica, you know how to play the game too, but now you've got someone who's in competition with you. So now you got to get her back. And she, um, I mean, despite the fact that she's done incredibly well in her, her first season, she is still oh, a yeah. housewife. So I could imagine trying to play the game, realizing that behind your back, the allegiances might be shifting out of your favor. In that, it's like in that moment, she had her like, oh shit moment where she's like, oh no, this is getting out of my hands. Like you can kind of see uh, the panic from Monica a little bit. Yep. Yep. And then <laughs> I mostly just want to say this again. So when Whitney talks about how Justin eats a good pussy, <laughs> 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 um, Heather, Heather gets so butt hurt because Whitney is just talking about sex between her and her husband. And it's like, here, here's my thing. Again, Heather is just bothering me so much with many things. If you can't talk about sex with your quote unquote friends, then what are they good for? <laughs> well, here's the thing. I just don't understand what like Heather is not being required to divulge any personal information here. No, she can, she can play along. She can like throw into a hypothetical situation, make it funny, make it light, keep the information about Whitney, but she's got to shut it down. I, I it, don't yeah. understand why it's like, she's taking this weird, hard, no sex talk stance yeah, now, it, now she's forced to stick with it in a way that does not make sense. It was not until this moment that I understood how maybe Monica interpreted what Heather did as sex shaming. Because I was like, well, she didn't like what you said. But now seeing this, I'm like, okay, clearly there's more we're probably not seeing. And it's now getting to a point of Heather, fuck off. Well, the the whole pirate dinner conversation felt... Ugh sex shamey to me in a way that she was she was implying that because their divorce is not completely finalized that monica was being a whore and still like dating around that's that was the underlying implication right of her saying i'm more single than you when monica's perspective and if this is not how you live your life feel free to differ but from monica's perspective in her life their relationship is over she feels like a single woman and heather felt like she didn't have the right to feel that way and that's where it feels like sex shaming god and it's even like heather even if she wasn't divorced and married and talked about it people have open marriages people are poly people have all these things like just because your marriage didn't work out and you're single and you don't get dick on the regular doesn't mean <laughs> that all of a sudden you're a nun in the catholic church first of all you're a bad mormon but bad mormon for you means a typical mormon and just like Shut up. Can we just point out that she was probably triggered by this whole conversation because she didn't have any stories to share and didn't want it to be like, that was like embarrassing. Maybe that's a possibility. I have a theory that she's listened to my podcast for other reasons. I'm not going to have on recorded audio, but I feel like she listened and <laughs> heard how much shit I talked and then did a deep dive into my page after I shared the, oh, if I get blocked by defending Whitney or whatever, I feel like she's like, oh, that little bitch. <laughs> she's adding you to her list. 
<laughs> I love it. You got your photo and a bunch of red strings coming from from it in her wardrobe. <laughs> I know where she lives. I should just bake her some cookies. Be like, here you go, Heather. <laughs> no, <laughs> no that's peanut, creepy. Some shaped cookies. <laughs> if you know where a housewife lives, do never ever go to their home unless invited. Okay. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> we gotta say that because the Bravo fans are nuts. Sorry, y'all. I know you. Y'all, y'all are. I'm I'm crazy for fun. I'm not real crazy. Some of y'all are real crazy and like nah. So at the house, ladies are getting ready. Monica and Whitney are talking about how bizarre the ride back was. And then about how Meredith... This is how I put it. Meredith has now seen that her pawn is talking out loud. And she does not like that. So she needs to do damage control. And Whitney's like, yes, you're so right, Monica. Yep. And then Whitney's like, let's get to the bottom of it at dinner. Dinner went a lot of different places. (laughs) Dinner Dinner was a bit of a mess. This is where, uh, okay, everything got messy. And just interject whenever you need to, because the notes were hard. So the tension (laughs) is thick. So Meredith is like sitting at the dinner table just pouting. Yes. And Monica can sense it. One thing I wanted to say here, I get the way that Monica asks her, because a lot of the times, like, my anxiety will make me panic but at the same time i want to know what's wrong with somebody because yes i genuinely am worried and want them to know like i care that you're upset but then i'm also anxious like fuck what did i do i hate lingering i want to just i i'm not confrontational by nature but when it's a situation like that and i can tell that there's probably something i did whether i did it on purpose or not that is causing somebody to have weird energy toward me, I would much rather just rip the bandaid off and like, let's handle this right here now. Be done with it. Oh, I wish I could do. I, yeah. I'm like, are you upset? Oh, what's wrong? Are you sure? Is everything okay? Until they're finally like, it's you. You. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I would do what Monica did. Like, and I'm not like Monica seems more contra- controversial or, or I guess confrontational is the word by nature than me. But I would in those situations where it's starting to affect me and make me feel uncomfortable, I'd be like, look, your energy's weird. Why? Let's talk about it. Get it all out there. Right. So they do talk a little bit. Monica tells her how weird it feels that she got back on track with Lisa right after they argued and she's not getting back on track with her. And then Lisa tried to help, which I appreciate. And she's like, well, we're like sisters. The dynamic is different, but I definitely get how it's confusing. (laughs) And Meredith just kind of like repeats what Lisa says. And she does so much avoiding with the question that I was feeling as frustrated as Monica. So when Monica at the end of it was like, unreal, dude. I was like, same. This is just Meredith trying to get through the moment with because she has... This she she's she seems very guilty, so right. she's trying to get past it in whatever way possible. She's probably very annoyed that Monica brought it up again. Like we're moving, I, she wants to move on. She already had the move on conversation with Angie. She wants the rest of the girls to move on, but Monica's not playing along, and that's bothering her. Yeah. So apparently, Monica versus Meredith is still a thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Um, <laughs> The ladies talk about their kids going away for the summer. I could give two shits what Heather said. Um, And then Lisa got emotional talking about Jack. She got emotional about Jack going away. And I liked, I liked how we got 
Whitney and her confessional kind of saying what no one else has seemed to see or see or understand how it kind of explains a lot of her behavior this season. Yeah. Just like we don't see that side of Lisa often because she's so put together and aware of how she comes across to other people, very hypervigilant about how she's perceived. So part of that is probably just her nature, but we don't see this kind of like vulnerability in her often. And I mean, of course it's going to come out when she's talking about her, her son. Right. It's so funny too, because for many reasons I've talked about many times and will continue to, I've had my issues with Lisa, but when she does get vulnerable like that and you see that empathetic side of her and she genuinely cares, it's like, okay, you say you're a good person. It's in those moments. I'm like, you, you are, you're misguided in some things, but genuinely you do actually seem like a really good person. Heather, I would not say that. <laughs> well, well, no, we, no. This is a good mom. So there's that. <laughs> right. Right. There is that. I, I can't speak on any of them and how they are a mother, but as a person, like I can just go off what I see and how I feel most of the time with housewife stuff. When I don't like a housewife, it's silly. I don't know. The Heather stuff is just so direct and it's so intentional with her that it's not, it's so uncomfy. I think sidebar, I think we are very much overdue for a Heather gay takedown season. I think that it's going to be really interesting to see how all of the stuff we've been seeing in the trailers plays out the very explosive reunion. Of course, all the stuff we know about her suing Monica, Monica countersuing. Like, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how the fan perspective of Heather shifts. Um, if it does. If her it fans, does. If it her does. fans are wild. Right. They're very, very diehard Heather Gay fans. I think that I've, I've said this about Heather Gay since season one, and I liked Heather a lot season one. I thought she was funny, likable. Yeah. Her story was interesting. But the moment at the reunion when she started talking about getting DMs from Rihanna and uh, how like much the fan love meant to her and it just made her feel validated as a person, maybe call it a new housewife mistake, but you can't put any stock in the fan love because that is Bravo fans are so fickle. It's very much what did you do this last episode to determine whether I hate you or not for the right. majority of the fans. So like she puts so much stock in that. And I think she's going to see the pendulum swing the opposite way. And maybe next season, I'm, I'm very curious to see how that shakes out. <sighs> yeah. I, yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, oh gosh, here we go. Now we're getting it. So Whitney says, let's redo last night because sure let's redo it and i know what whitney whitney meant let's have a do-over but they not (laughs) not only did they redo it they elevated it so they go to the oldest bar in bermuda shit went sideways first off that bar looked fun that's a bar i would spend my time in what was the swizzle drink i i'm not very familiar with this okay so i don't know so the bar it was the swizzle inn and they have a signature cocktail and it's just the swizzle and they all ordered it it looked good but it looked like it might have pineapple in it so i couldn't have it okay so tropical sweet yeah tropical sweet got a little bit of a punch i mean that rum that gosling's bermuda rum 
I drank that whole bottle in less than a week. Well, I shared it, but I drank most of it. <laughs> sure you did. Sharing Listen, no, that rum has a punch to it. Like it tastes like vanilla and butterscotch, but the burn is wild. So it probably well, it is drinks a... like that that catch you off guard and you find yourself screaming at a producer in the parking lot. That's that's what happens. <laughs> yeah. So right right off the fucking bat angie should we play a game <laughs> no angie i'm surprised they didn't just all jump her and grab her by the throat like no more games have you learned nothing <laughs> no the way all of them just like store daggers into her soul i am surprised that that look did not end her up in the water with the fishes <laughs> that was wild no more games no more games i would i would count on this group of girls to make tic-tac-toe somehow shady and end up screaming about it like no more games well and it was funny because at that moment i was like okay nothing nothing can happen nothing and then lisa lisa looks right at heather okay who here has read your book it's like oh my fucking god she knows how to drop a shady question at the right moment and we have to applaud her for that she does this okay so as someone who bought heather's book devoured it listened to it this comment really just again showed me her character and even though it was a joke i don't care a lot of jokes are half truths when heather goes it doesn't matter who's read it it matters who bought it <laughs> well at the end of the day it's all about the bottom line right i was like oh typical typical capitalist mormon bitch okay good luck good she luck heather point so that's that is what it is yeah so it seems like all the ladies apparently they've bought it they all claim that i love monica i got it on audio <laughs> he's like i can't be bothered with reading i might throw it on while i'm driving to, to to work with the kids but uh but no otherwise i'm not gonna sit and read that book <laughs> that in all fairness that's how i consumed it audiobook <laughs> does she narrate does she narrate she does she does. It's interesting. She has a voice that like engages you and puts you to sleep at the same time. <laughs> Which maybe is not the right uh, voice no. for the book. Not good. So uh, this is also when we learn Whitney flat out just finished reading the book. And she's got some stuff to say. Moments before. She closed that <sighs> book and said, where's Heather? Let's go to the so, here, here's what I Here's what I'll do. Okay. I'll read this little bit of notes that I put here before I get into my feeling of reading the book. And then I'll let you just have at it. Okay. Okay. Whitney brings up how, because Heather was so uncomfortable to talk about sex with Monica. Um, the dinner was hard for Whitney because she openly told Monica to shut the fuck up, which she had a problem with. But then Heather openly wrote about Whitney's sexuality in her book, to which Heather defends what she writes, claiming it had nothing to do with Whitney's sexuality. And then she's like, it's about how you solicited me for a boudoir photo session for Justin. And then Whitney brings up the stuff Heather said in the book about taking her clothes off, slinging her panties. And then Whitney calls her out and just says, it's hypocritical that you won't talk about your own 
life. She doesn't say sex life, but she'll just flat out say your own life. But you have no problem bringing up any and everyone else's sex lives. That's the way you said it just there. That is the point of this whole thing. I think that nuance is being lost because everyone's, and I, I get it. Like from a viewer perspective, if you don't know what's in the book, it's, and then the Heather sets up into the effect of like, oh, you saw it multiple times. You asked me to edit a part. That's not the point. The point is not about what she wrote about specifically. It's the hypocrisy of Heather being so willing to talk about sexually related things about Whitney, but then not sharing anything personal. That's the issue here. Yes. A hundred percent. Can I just interject? I read, I haven't read the book. It was on my list of things to do that I never got around to. Um, and I, but I did read this excerpt just because I was curious. It reads like Heather wants to Barbie scissor kick Whitney. It's very awkward and uncomfortable and like Harlequin romance-esque. The way she's describing this boudoir photography scene, it's very, I don't know. It just made me uncomfortable. And not that like there was any one specific thing she said that I necessarily felt like was intentionally trying to exploit Whitney it was just the way she described it it was like she wanted to get in Whitney's pants it was so weird no it's I like I like how well that worked that you just said that because what I want to share next is kind of a lot so like I said I read the book um I definitely will not share the passage first it's not my place to share it Second, I've now learned some information that I did kind of swear to keep in the vault from a source that many of you listening would find shocking and you would be jealous of. So deal with it. I am the intrigue, the drama. (laughs) And then third, I will now forever be a Whitney apologist. So deal with that, too. Um, Actually, one final thing. The team and this is for every housewife show. And this is why I say the fans are crazy. The team is very good at crafting some of these women to appear in a light that they want us to view them in. The team, you mean production? or, or Exactly. The or both? Exactly. Production. So yeah. this conflict actually has so much more to do with other things other than the book. But that's all that the viewers are probably ever going to see, at least for now. We'll that see if sense. anything ever else get. Gets that makes sense up. because sorry to interrupt you. That that makes sense because that's why it yeah. feels a little disconnected. Like based on how it's presented in this scene, um, Whitney saying you know whatever whatever about the book. Heather saying you reviewed it, and then everyone just blows up. Like it seems like we're missing something, and yeah. and, and and I think. My issue with Whitney, and I I know this is in this house, we stand Whitney Rose, and I'm going to do my best to be a good guest. I didn't used to. She used to be my least favorite. So you're fine. I get it. Okay. (laughs) I think the issue is Whitney knows the goal. She knows where we need to go. Like, the issue is Heather Gay is acting like a hypocrite. But I don't think this specific passage of the book is the vehicle to take us to that goal. At least from the viewer's perspective. And like you said, production might have edited some stuff. There's probably a lot of behind the scenes nuance we're not getting. But it it seems like she's trying to make this specific moment bigger than it actually is. While the underlying reality is, yes, Heather Gay's acting like a hypocrite. Totally. It's rough knowing what I know, hearing that. 
because I know how it plays into it, but I know how it's not the actual point, but I know how it's used to make it look a certain way. Got it. Okay. I have a lot of questions about that statement, but no, uh, I know it's, we'll it's so that. weird not being able to share it, but I, I am glad I was a safe space for when it was needed. Um, what I will share about the book though, kind of like you. So when I read it, how Heather wrote that to me, it felt very exploitative and I did not honestly think Whitney fully knew what was in there. I mean, like Whitney myself being a fellow victim of abuse, not to her level, but still being able to relate to it. Shit like that is going to be a lot more sensitive and serious to somebody than somebody who has never dealt with any kind of sexual or physical abuse or anything like this, like stuff like that, just to kind of put it in perspective of how things for me are affected. I, can't even hug my family anymore well that changes you as a person absolutely it changes you so i think another thing that gets lost on viewers is how much shit whitney has actually been through so like it's easy to poke fun of her and mock her for being like quote-unquote messy but literally looking at her through a more understandable structure it's kind of been making me question why honestly I've even disliked her to begin with, because if I'm being fully honest, there's so many comparisons to like the trauma and bullshit she goes through. And I feel like the people that need to be put in check haven't been put in check yet, which kind of goes into you saying a Heather takedown season <laughs> needs to happen. It's on the menu. I'm putting in my order now. Yeah. So uh, you, this, you brought something to my, my recollection. Um Yeah. So last season, we we made a lot of jokes as viewers about Whitney's healing journey and the way you're making me feel. And like, <laughs> I will always find her accent, her Utah accent, comical. But I think the weird part as a viewer with all of that was, I'm not saying I don't believe Whitney that there's real stuff there. But because as viewers, we never got to see what that was. A lot of people went to the idea of this is made up for cameras. And, right. and I, I think that though that same crowd of people, when they see stuff like this, just puts that in that category. It's it's one reason I wish like I wish people, even though this is all for entertainment and it is what it is. At the end of the day, these are real people and they are dealing with real issues. And when we forget shit like that. Even even some of us who aren't trying to be super mean, we can come across really ignorant and awful. Yeah. Well, there's only um, stuff behind the story that we don't know about. Like, there's only so much they're going to show on the show. And yeah. look, look, I'm guilty as anyone else. I'm going to post something snarky on the internet, and I might tag them in it. But, like, right. th there's certain things that are just dark and nasty. And I've been reading a lot of dark, nasty comments lately. And... It's one thing to be funny and shady, but it's just another thing to be nasty and unkind. Oh, speaking of nasty and unkind, just because it's been a huge thing with Housewives lately. If any of you listening are the type of person that sends a death threat to a housewife or anybody, any human being, celebrity, housewife, sports star, pol politician, anybody, if you send a death threat to a single human being, 
please do not ever listen to my podcast again. I don't want your numbers. I just don't understand the the thought process behind somebody who's willing to do that. Oh my God. We've got dark. Let's, uh, I knew this episode <laughs> was going to be wild. It's why I split it up. Okay. So things escalate when Whitney tells Heather, she'll uh, exploit her sexuality, but won't talk about her own. And then Heller, Heather is like, well, you sound like an idiot. And Whitney goes, no, you sound like an idiot. You sound like a hypocrite. And Heather loses her shit. So she, yeah. I watched this a couple times to get it straight. So Heather, literally gets up shoves angie and whitney out of the way She's whitney making a direct i know lying to the door and doesn't care who's in her path i know people have said that whitney pushed heather go back all of you do as much investigating as i did whitney puts her hand up to block heather from getting closer because of how aggressive she's getting Heather does the poor victim like white woman dramatic fall to the ground to make it look like whitney pushed her like theater, we love it. Very similar to how Dorito can't understand why Garcelle saying attacked isn't a good word to say. <laughs> and then Dorito plays the victim. Yeah. Well, to me, this whole thing is is about Heather and Whitney are both very drunk. This yeah. is like a drunkenness. Tr- someone trips, bumps into someone. That person's like, why'd you push me? And now we're like on the verge of a fight. But it has nothing to like. I don't think personally, I don't think Heather was trying to shove Whitney on the ground. Feel free to disagree. Um, she wasn't She wasn't she trying to herself. shove her on the ground, but she was willing to push any and everybody out of the way to get to the door. It's also not the first time we've seen Heather shove Whitney out of the way when she's a little drunk. Literally, she threw her into the blinds in Arizona or wherever. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So Heather is being the fake victim here. I guess... In all that, Heather stepped on Whitney and her shoe came off and then Heather storms out and she's pissed off and all the people in the bar looking around like, what just happened? (laughs) And I don't know if you caught this. I don't know who all caught this. I put on the closed captions and I rewound it a couple times. I found this so disgusting. I could not. I honestly couldn't believe Heather would degrade somebody this way in public. When she's going out of the door, Whitney just says one more time, you exploited my sexuality. And then Heather pointing to Whitney and making a gesture of look what you're wearing. Heather says, well, it's your sexuality. You're wearing it right now. Fucking own it. Like basically interpretation, you're dressed like a whore, so you are a whore. Just it, it, it literally what she said is the same argument when people talk about, like, oh, well, she got raped because of what she's wearing. Oh, for it, yeah. So that's that's your stance on that, Heather. Might want to back backtrack that. Well, it's funny because she's playing into exactly what Whitney and Monica have been saying, like, that's. She yep. she doesn't want to appear like she's she's sex shaming anybody, but then here she is basically calling Whitney a whore because of how she's dressed. Like, come on. Exactly. It so Heather Heather makes it outside and she's taking off her mic and screaming and freaking out. But Whitney is determined to make her face her own issues, and she's ripping into her for sex shaming Monica and doing what she's done to Whitney. And she is just determined to be like Heather, face your wrongs, own up to it. Heather refuses. She condition it but she can't take it heather's literally telling producers 
get this woman away from me. Leave me alone. Don't talk to me. And then Whitney, you exploded my vagina. And everyone's just screaming. And it's like, in this moment, they're both a little too heated. However, line is gold, though. It is. I'm going to say. I want to, every time somebody gets my, like, order wrong at Starbucks or, like, cuts me off in traffic, like, I just want to scream, you exploited my vagina at them. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I love, too, that Whitney was bound and determined to get these lines out. Like, she, Heather was, like, three parking lots over, and Whitney's still there, like, and you just need to own it, like, screaming (laughs) straight into the camera, basically. She's like, I'm going to say every blessed word. As somebody who has been like that before and just wanted to make sure everything in my brain wanted to get out, I respect it, I support it, and I'm here for it. I'm really curious to see where this goes next episode because it's got to get addressed between the two of them, like somehow. I, I wonder. Yeah. I wonder because obviously we're, we're, you and I are in agreement that like a lot of this has to do with Heather and things Heather's done. I'm, I'm wondering if Whitney's going to like stay strong, stay the course, or if she's going to cave and come calling back to Heather and apologize. I'm really curious to see how that shakes out. I have. A, I have a season five prediction and it's probably wrong because all of our predictions are wrong if we don't know shit, but <laughs> one of two possibilities. Well, one of three. Okay. If Heather comes back full time, I fully believe Whitney and Monica will walk. You don't think they'll, they'll, I mean, that depends on how much Bravo wants to pay them. Cause it's amazing. <laughs> The things people say until that number gets thrown in front of them. And then suddenly they're back. I said what I said, and I've got a reason for saying it. Okay. All right. Number two, Heather could come back on as a friend of role and not ever film with Whitney or Monica. Hmm. Or I just don't see Heather coming back at all if she doesn't come back full time. Well, that's my last thing. Or because there have been so many issues and problems. Heather just doesn't come back. Mary's made full time and our six is everybody, but just swap out Heather and Mary. I'm really, I, I don't know how, I mean, look, if, if Heather doesn't come back, that's going to be massive. That will cause major waves. Um, I, I really, they've got to do something though, obviously, because we've got Monica, you know, and, and on an Island and I don't mean Bermuda. Um, and I don't know, like, but Monica's clearly the breakout star of the season, and I don't think Bravo is going to want to part ways with her. So either they cast her some friends, and that makes for some really great conflicts. Um, yeah, I, Heather's been out there saying like, "Oh, I'm not going to film with her. I refuse. Whatever." Then she quickly softened it, like a week or two later, in another interview, and said, "Well, if she's willing to, you know, take responsibility." Yeah. So she's already coming around to the realization that she's going to have to film with Monica if they're both housewives next season. So I don't know. I just, it's becoming very toxic though. Obviously when housewives start shoot, uh, suing each other, like, well, that's my, that's my other thing. And I will say I'm not one. I hate the reboot talk. Like I get why the New York thing happened, but now that everyone's like reboot everything. No, shut up. Just there's <laughs> tons to choose from. Watch something different. Reboot talk is stupid. Um, I, I don't really agree with just get rid of someone because you don't like them. We wouldn't have reality TV if you fired people you didn't like. It's trash 
television. We don't right. watch it because it's pure and chaste and moral. We watch it because it's degrading and terrible and it shows the worst parts of ourselves. We're like, oh, fuck yeah, I'd say that. Like, <laughs> this is the modern day gladiators. Literally. But honestly, I would love Heather gone. I just would. It's just, she's not the brand of chaos that is enjoyable. It's just so disruptive, but not in a fun way. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I agree with you, obviously. Heather's got just really like dark energy this season. But what's interesting to me is I feel like that's been there all along. And we were just, we allowed Jen Shaw, who was darker, to overshadow that fact. But the fact that they were friends from the jumps. Yeah. Something about Heather, in my opinion. I know. I say put put Heather on pause for a couple seasons and bring her back after she finds herself or until after all of her kids are 18 and she's not relying on that money from daddy. Can I be honest about something? Yes. I love Meredith. Like I've I've actually met her once. She she and Seth were lovely. I love Meredith. However, however, and so they, <laughs> they would I know. Okay. I feel like Meredith would actually make a really good friend of the show. I feel she would be better suited as a friend of who went on one of the trips each season. Yeah, because I don't like I love triggered Meredith and that we only get that when she's on these trips or when she's, you know, the, the these dinners from hell that they put us through her, her family's her family scenes are boring. I know. I know. No, it's true. I've kind of thought that like have her host one dinner or one event each season the ladies go to and have her go on a trip like put her in a Marlo role. Yeah. Like Before they old made Marlo full time, old <laughs> exactly. Marlo when Marlo was entertaining. Bring bring her in, have her slur a bit, say something crazy, get into a screaming match with somebody, and then that's fine. Which would open up room for them to cast some fun new personalities that might just so happen to be friends with Monica. I think that would be fantastic. Yeah, I like that. Either way, whatever happens is going to be exciting, and we have our finale coming up, and it can go so many ways. I mean, the reunion is going to be a bloodbath. I already know. A bloodbath. I'm excited. Well, it's going to be so. This is like this is like my Super Bowl. I cannot wait till the second. No, thank you. I said that's what I say. Like I need to reel it back when I get so heated, and I'm like, people, I'm getting the Super Bowl every week for five months. You don't understand. (laughs) Well, there's just moments when I'm like way deep in the Bravo comments, like defending Monica with my life, and I'm like, I. I need to go oh, to yeah. grass. I, I need to go for a walk. <laughs> I right. Need to go, no. Go speak to humans. This is getting a little crazy. I, I'm right there with you. Well, thank you so much for joining me this week. That was so much fun. I hope. Thank you for having me. This has been so fun for me. I definitely enjoyed it. Well, hopefully we can do it again. It'd be fun if you could join me and Megan one time. So maybe we can make that happen eventually we'll we'll discuss things we'll see yeah, no let's yeah <laughs> awesome. we'll, we'll uh we'll do some audience testing to see how i'm re- received by your um your your audience and 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 take it from there have my oh, people contact your people or whatever the saying is no i would absolutely... let, let me let me get in touch with my lawyers <laughs> <laughs> your uh your seven lawyers and your um also your your digital security team yes my cyber security team I'm just going to go ahead and RSVP yes now. I would love to come back and chat about Housewives anytime. Amazing. Well, great. I think Megan would love that. Speaking of, everyone, we're going to get off of here, but I did get in touch with Megan a bit ago to play a game. So 
we're going to bid you a farewell and we're going to let me and Megan take it away before we send you off. Wes, thanks again. We will chat soon. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hold up. I have to resend it. I screwed everything up. <laughs> <Did that. laughs> okay. Okay. Hi, Megan. That's better. Hey. I am so glad you've taken a little break from your getaway to play this amazing game with me really quick. Love it. Um, okay. So betray or not betray. That is okay. the question. I'm going to give you two options and you're going to tell me which of these options Heather finds to be more of a betrayal. Okay. I'm ready. Number one, what is more of a betrayal? Posting a photo of a promise ring online to make your ex jealous and possibly make some coin or trolling Heather Gay online. Trolling Heather Gay online. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Number two, which of these is more of a betrayal? Okay. A, a production company scrapping an entire season of Real Housewife Ultimate Girls Trip after doing an investigation and not releasing any details to us. <gasps> Or trolling Heather Gay online. Oh, man. Trolling Heather Gay online. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Woo. Okay. All right. Two I'm ready. Three. Two of three. Mm-hmm. Can you get 100% here? Let's see. Okay. Which of these final three mm-hmm. is the bigger betrayal? Okay. Jen Shaw lying and deceiving the entire world when she was charged on multiple counts of fraud for swindling Ah! senior citizens out of their money, likely causing some of them to die or go homeless for her own financial gain, all the while supporting her as a friend, saying that you're her ride or die, and even claiming that what she did do to elderly people is irrelevant to your friendship with her because you are so far up her ass. Yet now that she's in prison, you act like that friendship never happened. Or trolling Heather Gay. Uh, trolling Heather Gay online. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, I win. You win, even though I that win. is the wrong answer. I win, I win, I win. Your prize is you get to continue your vacation. Yay! Oh my Yay. God, blessed. Megan, we love you and we missed you. And I cannot wait to have you back next week for the finale. Yes. I can't uh, wait. Oh my gosh, I'm going to scream. Okay, go have fun. Go have fun. Bye. Love bye. You, bye.